Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 470 features guest host Madeline Ray, old-timey sex articles, and an interview with award-winning feature dancer Phoenix Fires. Warning. This show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Jangle. We are doing it. You're doing it. Hello, everybody, and welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 470 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode... As you could probably tell by her tones in whisper, is our mushroom maiden, our award nominated content creator and fetish master. She is everything you could possibly want in a clip maker and more. She is Madeline Ray. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm fantastic. I'm. Slightly uncomfortable, but I'm okay. So slight? Why are you slightly uncomfortable? So, have you ever seen those toe spreader socks? No, just the thought of them. You have them ah, on? look at that! <laughs> look at that! <laughs> okay, so hold that thought. Let's tell, let's tell the audience what we're getting into. So, uh, with this episode, you're going to get a lot between Madeline Ray and myself. Maybe some articles, maybe some fun stuff. You really, truly never know, and that's why you listen to this show. But for the second half of this episode, you are going to get an interview with the award-winning feature dancer extraordinaire. It is Phoenix Fires, and I will talk about her at the end of the first half. Once again, interviews in the second half. But let's get to these toe spreader socks are you wearing them because you enjoy them or are you being asked to wear them by a sub or a fan? Like why? Okay. So I had seen, uh, the, the Instagram ad got me. Oh, every time, every time, every time. So I went to the Amazons after that. And then I said, I love these green ones. I'm going to try them. And I've had them on for probably a half an hour now, and they're starting to get uncomfortable. But I think that means they're working. What is the spreading point? Spreading them out. Well, what's I, the point? To, to spread them. So, because you know, you some people have they have ill-fitting shoes. I run around barefoot as much as I can, so I don't have like the you know the squishy yeah. toes. Right. But also, just relax them. Just spread them. <laughs> so to be spread <laughs> is to be relaxed. I guess. I don't know. Today's just a very spready day. (laughs) Do do you realize as you continually show me said spread toes in the socks, the amount of your fans that would be salivating sitting on my side of this computer? 
Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm doing it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you ever thought of going live and having those on and just doing the movable toe motion in your socks? Because. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I should click the button and go live. But then I'm like, I need a snack. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go outside. The dog needs to be let out. It just never fucking works. I can kind of feel you on that because I there know. are times where I uh, I have worked my work day. And yeah. I've gotten most of the stuff that I've wanted to get done finished. Like, Man, I should hop on Instagram live just for... 45 minutes see who chimes in and then then i sit on that couch and my brain you could literally hear it (laughs) turn off like a computer it's amazing (laughs) like a balloon deflating yeah (laughs) the brain shoots out an ear and flies around the room yeah (laughs) it's like a ren and stimpy skit yes Yes. Are there any other articles of clothing that you've been asked to wear and you do for a custom for mm-hmm. a fan, but you're just like, wow, this is this is a unique feeling? <sighs> I mean, honestly, probably underwear because I don't wear underwear that often. When somebody's like, I want a pair of your panties, I'm like, fuck, I got to wear underwear? Oh, <laughs> oh. Fine. I can audibly hear the amount of male listeners that are listening just because you're on this episode. Just go, oh, oh I'm done. I'm done. And then they'll have to come back tomorrow at this point of the episode to listen to the rest. Yeah. Yeah. They're just tapping out. That's right. They've, they're finished. They're spent. They're done. Because they're like, she, she doesn't wear underwear? Squirt, snooze. Yep. That's <laughs> Squirt all and snooze. Shut up. <laughs> the old squirt and snooze, the old, huh? The old, not old. The old squirt and snooze. Apostrophe. That's no right. D. <laughs> I mean, there is a D, but there's not a letter D. Correct. There we go. Yes. One of the things I needed to get to on this episode, specifically because you are on it. Mm-hmm. We'll begin with a question. (laughs) Okay. Do you have lots of adult industry sex work dreams? Kind of, actually. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot... I cannot recollect what it was. I know it was something raunchy that I woke up to this morning. My alarm fucking ruined it. But I was like... Oh, oh my. <laughs> Got what was going on here? <laughs> and I'm trying for the life of me to remember why I was like, mm-hmm, okay. Wow. Okay. And I couldn't, I couldn't. A very prudent question that I asked because you literally just had one. That's very cool. Yeah, you knew, you knew, didn't you? I may have because it may have been. Smell it. it, it <laughs> <laughs> I smell the pheromones through the computer. <laughs> That's right. Just walk them at me. (laughs) It's funny because it may have been the same dream and there may have been a reason why you didn't remember it. Oh, God. Are we connected? We are because you were in this dream. So. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Are you ready to get uncomfortable? Oh, 
maybe. <laughs> it's really funny because when it comes to the people that I feel that I'm really connected with mm-hmm. through this podcast, through the adult industry, I never have those dreams about them. It's usually the people that I don't know very well. I'm still a fan of. I have kind of peripheral idea of who they are. But for some reason, you are here. So here's what happened. The dream and my brain are trying to make whatever is going on cohesive. The beginning of the dream is jumping around from me being in the, in the car and then okay. me walking somewhere. And it's mm-hmm. it's just a hodgepodge of, of madness until... <laughs> I am sitting on a couch in a dream house, a a nondescript house, and you are completely undressed. Oh, my. And you are sitting on my lap. Now, I still have either like shorts or boxers on, but you (laughs) we are we are having a moment and I have never seen you completely undressed. But if what my brain decided to make, if that is true, good on you and thank you. So, See, this, this is why I enjoy the whole like no boobs on the Internet, because it's like they can look like whatever you want. Very true. Very true. And yeah. uh, I'm just saying they're glorious. Go for it. They good are job, glorious. Baby. That's right. Well done, brain. And you decided, because you are in your ways when it comes to content and things like that, there are, there are times where you can be a, a bit dominant, right? Oh, what did I do? You said, <gasps> basically, it's go time. We are doing this right now. And I'm like, okay. Like, I wasn't worried, but I was just kind of surprised. I thought there was going to be a little bit more lead in, right? See, that's battling. Is it? That's battling. Okay. You got to watch out for her. That's right. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's a bit randy. <laughs> and you said, but we got to set things up first, which I didn't really know. So you walk into the dream house bedroom, and I'm following you. The first thing you do is take the equivalent of whatever bed is in there, probably like a queen or a king bed. Okay. By yourself, yes. you pick up this bed uh-huh. and you <laughs> lean it like 45 degrees against the wall. Sounds accurate. Correct. And you turn around <laughs> to me and say, this is how I have to have it. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's, have it your way. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, let's Burger King this bedroom. I don't care. <laughs> crown. Right. Paper crown. <laughs> And you realize that the bed would probably slide due to our lovemaking motion. So you Uh then took an end table and two uh, just kind of general seating chairs and wedged it towards the footboard of the bed so it wouldn't slide off of the wall. Uh The next thing you grab is an actual, like, coat rack. Hmm. And my alarm goes off. This is all tracks. (laughs) This is all tracks, honestly. I would be like, you know what? We are going to make the steamiest love we've ever made before. And then I'd be like, hold up. I got to get the cheese. (laughs) I just saunter off. And you're like, wait, what what cheese? Right. Excuse me? 
am I going to like the cheese she has? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is, is it, is it like nacho cheese? Is it? Uh, then you just hear like the doorbell ring a few times and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I enjoy a pico de gallo. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you for being, uh, a, a main actor. In my You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yes. Have you ever had weird habits when it came to being with somebody or being by yourself? Because I actually think in you moving the bed, it, mm-hmm. it was triggered by a part of my brain for something that I used to do when I first started pleasuring myself, to put it kindly. Oh, my yeah. So have you ever had like a weird habit where you just went like, uh, I'll just say it for me. So okay. I found that when I first started diddling, if you will, <laughs> it, it worked better and it felt better if my hips were a bit higher than my head. Like if I was okay. kind of declined, if mm-hmm. you will. And so you're like hanging off the bed? Well, what I would do is get, like, <laughs> pillows and put them under my hips. And then I realized, well, I, this really doesn't matter, and I'll be fine no matter what position I do it in. But early on, when you when you first mm-hmm. discover things that work, you kind of stick with it. Have you ever had anything like that? I can't recollect, honestly. There's wow. nothing that's, like, jumping out at me because I would totally share. But, no, I don't, I don't know. Wow. You went right so. to, like, the adult-style pleasuring. That's playing right. the guitar. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know, breathing on the fingers a little bit, warming them up. <gasps> oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Gene Wilder in Blazing Saddles, where before he draws, he just licks his fingers and blows on them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. And then it's go time. <laughs> That's right. It's just a blur. You don't even see the fingers. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you would watch Fred Flintstone run and just his feet were circles of dust. Or the Roadrunner. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Meep, meep. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so listeners, feel free to let me know either at the Dick Dangle on Twitter or if you want to email me, dick at danglingafterdark.com. If you have ever had a dream about myself, about Madeline Ray, about Dahlia D, about the stepfather who no one has ever seen, which is crazy. He's mysterious. But let us know if you've ever dreamt about any of us or the show. I feel the need to be flattered and creeped out at the same time. And that's the same here. I'm just vain and want to know if you're thinking about me. Obviously, I am. Yeah, you were. Like you were like, fuck yeah, I got a date with her tomorrow on the Skype. That's yeah. That's right. I gotta hang out with the old bed tilter for the <laughs> evening. <laughs> oh man, battle in the BT. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the reputation. I feel the need to make you a shirt, like a shirt design. I think that would be great. It's just like the bed frame up against tilted. Yep. And it just says battling across it. Yeah. 
And maybe make it a meme. Like, if you ever go to Madeline's house and you see the bed like this, run. (laughs) She's getting the cheese. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, as long as I didn't come back with like one thing, a giant thing of lube in one hand and the coat rack in the other, like <laughs> you got to worry. <laughs> yeah, that's the, or, or take a nice deep breath and relax. One of the two. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm gentle. Are you? I don't know. You might be. No. Battling is not. Battling might not be. She. Yeah. You. She might lie to you. She might say, hey, you know what? I understand. I put lube on this and then she didn't. No, right. <laughs> How are you going to know, right? Oopsie doodle. <laughs> Honestly, there's so much on there. It's, oh, it's just, it's dripping off. We're going to have to get the carpets clean and then flonk. You just, yeah, yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> and you you have to take it home with you because it's so dry, you can't get it back out. Oh, my and you, God. You know. Ew. You just drag. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is too much. You want to talk about a walk of shame. Yes. Uh, you're just dragging it behind you. That's right. Now the question is, are you assisting it, holding it er, from behind, or are you just like strutting? I, I would imagine. And it's like strutting. a dinosaur tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Depending on the top <laughs> of it, what whatever spire, if you will, is on top. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it a gigantic bulbous thing that kind of yeah. looks like a too big of a butt plug? Does yeah, it, yeah. Well, is it, is a it fleur, tapered? A fleur de lis. I mean, there is so oh. much. Oh. I would imagine you would be fancy and have the fleur de lis topper. I probably would. Yeah. But but the handles would be like sawed off, you know, so we don't have to worry about anything. Like you plan this? No, this is just how I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's called a secondhand store, Judger. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine you're you're walking with shamed confidence as you go down the road. Because not like you can get pants on. Yeah, I mean, unless your butt just hangs out the whole time. Oh, yeah, that is true. We're painting a lot of vision for we are. the listeners right now. And like, we man. are. I hope. I hope they're doing yeah. a good job with it and not just like shaking their head in disgust right. and about anal the, penetration. Right. And then the <laughs> police car rolls up and they start to run and they're throwing sparks from the coat rack as they go down the sidewalk. Oh my God. <laughs> now we're turning this into a thing. Like this is, uh, this is like an old nineties movie plot. Yes. I, th- <laughs> I think we need to make this. We should. Film festivals, here we come. Oh, my goodness. The 20, uh, not, uh, what is it? Uh, the Hump Film Festival. Oh, it's, my God. Don't think that I won't be a part of this. What, <laughs> I You'll mean, be the main character. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm not going to insert said uh, coat rack, we, but we can come up with some kind of device. Can affix it. We can just put you in like a, a steel, like chastity belt. And maybe it'll just like hook on. You can hold it with your butt. Okay. Closely. Snugly. So, snugly. Very nice. Yeah. Well, snuggle. Close, with but it. not in. Right. <laughs> just teasing the tip of my butthole. Yeah. 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 That's all right. Just the tip. That's right. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> this is getting off the rails. Madeline Ray. Would you like to talk about travel or time travel? Oh, God. 
Uh, let's do the time travel just because I feel like this might get silly. Oh, it's going to get silly. Oh, I love silly. For those listening, for the past few episodes with the lovely Dahlia D, I have been going over the books that I have acquired that are titled Sexology. And I decided to bring one to Madeline Ray. And I think it's a doozy, as I've told the listeners and Dahlia D, and I will say to you, this is so quaintly wrong <laughs> that it's difficult to get angry about. But I have a feeling that there may be some nuggets in here that make you make sounds of frustration. We'll see. I love nuggets. That's right. <laughs> well, Denver is in the NBA Finals, so that is good to know. All right, I'm going to use that in case I need that information at any given point in time. That's Didn't right. Know that. You're yeah. very, very welcome. Thanks. This article comes from the October 1957 <laughs> edition of Sexology, and the article is titled The Sex Tease. And Ooh, the leading. We already covered that. I you you had the dream. Uh, that is I true. You so good. Let's see if it matches. It does not. So let me read the lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, many a wife finds herself in the position of having aroused her husband's desires at the time when she is not receptive to love making. The wife should not be surprised when the husband reacts angrily to such Ooh. intended or unintended sex teasing. Oh. How dare you? Why? So, <laughs> so oh my. I'm just going to get into the meat of this article, if that is okay. Mm, get into the meat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, the, the early part of this says that the wife has the opportunity to refuse advances. Makes okay. sense, right? Yeah. So we, we will start there. <laughs> if we grant that the wife has a right to refuse, she should exercise that right to deny her husband satisfaction once he has been violently aroused, admittedly, by her own teasing for the wife to answer this question, she must be aware of the difference between arousal in men and in women. <laughs> <laughs> men naturally are aroused much more quickly and more directly. Mm. Weird. Weird. You don't disagree with that. I mean, we're, we're uh, what, that would be about 65, 64 years from when this was printed, somewhere in that neighborhood, right? No, 70-some. Holy smokes, I'm way off. Shh. Don't say those words. Right. So you, you agree with that. Men and women are aroused differently. Yes. Okay. Agree. It takes the average woman a much longer time until <laughs> a diffuse and vague desire, hardly sexual <laughs> in nature at first, finally is centered exactly like in men in the sphere of sex. Uh. 
it sounds like they're cultivating a plant. They're like, we have to plant the seed and then we have to water it and then give it light and then we wait. Right. And okay. your diffuse and vague desire <laughs> takes vague. root, takes root and then becomes vague sacred. desire. Vague desire. Is it really vague when I'm just like, dick? Is that vague? <laughs> Put your ding dong in my hoo ha. That's not the this and the that. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, did we just not talk like that back then? Uh, I, I don't think. But are we uh, not allowed to be like, ooh, the car needs to be parked in the garage, big guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how they always did the play on words and whatever. Absolutely. Like you showing me your toe socks. Like, yeah, yeah. That made me, and she's going to do it again. See, now (laughs) I am immediately and intensely ready for sex, but you're laughing. See, this is vague. Vague. Oh. um. (laughs) Yeah, that's better. Yeah, show me your feet with utter disgust. (laughs) However, even after desire reaches its peak, she is still capable of restraint. Furthermore, in marital relationship, even if the husband reaches the climax and the wife does not, she can generally overcome her disappointment. (laughs) Generally. You know what? Generally. It's your fault that (laughs) I have an erection that I could hang a 10-pound weight from and it wouldn't touch the ground. I am ready to go. And after I am finished, if you have not, get over it. (laughs) That is pretty much what they're saying here. So that means this weekend I can take the Oldsmobile and your credit card and go shopping, right? Is that how that works? I did not see that in this article. Well, I'm going to write it in there. Okay. You know what? I'll just call up my grandma and ask her what she used to do. She will gladly tell me. That is a good idea. I would actually love to know. You know, sage wisdom from our elders. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) If you want, I can take a picture of this section of the article. And you can show it to her. And then she can let you know her thoughts, be it as a younger woman or now, how accurate or inaccurate this was and how she feels about it. You know what? I could see her being like, I read that. And I'll be like, fuck. (laughs) Read it. I I wrote it. Oh, God. (laughs) Grandma, I never knew. (laughs) However, it is very different when a man is completely aroused. He generally requires some form of sexual outlet as a release from high sexual tension. Of course, outside of marriage, a man may have a very strong desire, yet still be able to control himself. In marriage, when this point has been reached, to deny the husband's satisfaction would be requiring of him extraordinary self-control. Extraordinary? Extraordinary. You don't understand what you're doing. But there's a bathroom. And it has the door has a lock, and I'm sure there's some sort of lubricant in there. Go fucking take care of yourself. You are a big boy. I don't see that in this article. I, I don't either, but you know what? That's <laughs> this is my logic. Go jerk yourself off if you're so randy. 
It's, but it's your fault. So the uh, the article continues. <laughs> if the wife takes into consideration these basic physical differences in man and woman, she must admit that under the circumstances, her husband could hardly be blamed for being disturbed by her denial of marital relations. Come on, women. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you feel about what I just read to you? I think I would have been incarcerated if I was born in the 50s or before the 50s and led, you know, my adult life Okay. in that time span, okay. like incarcerated. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe I would be successful and just move across the country and no one change my name and identity numerous times. Well, maybe what may have happened is you would have done something along the lines of a dominatrix or doing what you do now, you know, maybe some kind of denial, uh, but because of the complete lack of internet, you would have been more of a touring teaser and men would have paid you money to actually do that to them directly instead of over the interwebs. Yeah, I mean... It's the oldest form, what is the, the oldest job, yes. you know, form of employment. Uh, you can make it work. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think you would have been a bazillionaire. Like, <laughs> because you always heard of the women that, you know, they did burlesque mm-hmm. or, you know, they did some kind of, not necessarily sexual, but some kind of sex show mm-hmm. and made a lot of money. Through yeah. like the twenties and thirties, like during the when vaudeville was still a thing, you know, that could have been you. Could have been. Do you think in a past life that may have been you, or were you I, a, a mushroom gardener? I have. I don't know. I feel like in a past life, I probably got like in a really odd predicament and didn't make it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even like, know what that like, means. Like kicked off a cliff or something, you know. Okay. There's, there's some phobias and fears that I think kind of bubble up due to past life experiences. Maybe that's because you denied your husband's sexual satisfaction. I, yeah, maybe. Maybe I said, fuck your dick, and not literally, and he choked me out. And, or he just like, boop, and just off a cliff <clears throat> you went. Yeah, off the cliff. Yep, yep. Maybe it was in the... Uh, the uh, um. What do you call it? The Paleolithic days or whatever. My cave husband. The cave, right. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me with a T-Rex bone. Right. He was like, you no touch wiener, ugh mad, no. clunk. <laughs> right. oh. Like, oh, yeah, that's where that comes from. <laughs> Dear listeners, I know that <gasps> you are going to have some fun with this article. Please let me know your thoughts. And God. if you have the opportunity to talk to parents, grandparents, yeah. great grandparents, please let me know what they think of what I just said. And if you would like, DM me on Twitter and I will send you a screenshot of the article and you could show them or read it to them and let me know what they think. Because they're, you're going to have the people that are either going to laugh out loud or the people that go, yeah, that's about right for the time. You know it. You know it. Look, all right, so I'm heading back up to see Grandma Ray 
in June. Okay. So just saw her for her birthday. I'm going to head up there again, take some snippets, and I will interview her. Okay. And we'll see what this wonderful woman has to say about any and all of this. I wish you could record it so bad. Oh, I, I might be able to, but... We'll, we'll see. Okay. No promises, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, I at least need some feedback on it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's get into standard travel and not time travel, if you will. All right. This article comes from lovehoney.com. Okay. And it is titled How to Travel with Sex Toys. <laughs> Okay. So it's pretty basic, mm-hmm. but I just want to give the listeners an idea of how you could safely do it. Maybe uh, avoid some embarrassment in having these toys. And so you're really laughing about this. I know. <laughs> Do you have a story about traveling with sex toys? No, I do. I do not have the. St- well, there was one. Okay, I knew it. Somebody thought it would be funny to sneak one of my uh, phallic-shaped designs into my briefcase, suitcase, whatever thing okay. on an international flight. Oh, fantastic! Now was and this a carry-on it- or checked? It was, I think it was checked. Okay. I think, I cannot remember, but all I know is I saw the x-ray thing and you can fucking just see that and the little rabbit ear. I, you knew exactly what the fuck that was. I was like, how the? That's fun. I was like, I know sure as shit I didn't pack that. I did not. I was bamboozled. I was set up. You were set up. Yep. Yeah. So, but no, all I keep thinking is, you know, if you're going to travel with a butt plug, just wear it through the everything. Yeah. Just make sure it's not metal and wear it through. Yeah, exactly. Easy enough. Yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to travel with a lot of sex toys, but when I have, the one that really pops into my brain, I want to say it was AVN 2016 or 2017. And it was back when companies cared and actually gave you free stuff if you were Mm -hmm. a VIP Mm -hmm. ticket purchaser. Mm Mm-hmm. And I actually, and I actually still have it. It is a Hustler brand penis pump. Okay. And I have at that point never had my luggage gone through. And when I get home, the TSA tag that they <gasps> looked through it was right on top of it. Oh, uh, good for them. Yeah, they 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 had planned that one out. They saw because I'm sure it being that weekend in Las Vegas, they saw mm-hmm. a lot of those come through that airport. So they were just letting you know that we saw it. You, you we're, we know you're going to pump your ding when, when, no. yeah. So from the article, I'm not going to get into too much of this, but so of course you want more travel friendly toys. So what makes a toy travel friendly? Well, a travel lock or removable batteries because mm-hmm. you don't want your toy kicking on if yep. it is moved around in your luggage. And if you have the ability to, like with the newer toys, you can actually power them down. So mm. it takes more of a press, almost like your phone, yeah. uh, to turn it back on. And uh, yeah, you don't want that thing just 
humming yeah, for the duration of the flight because I, that, that's going to raise some red flags. Discreet aesthetics. You definitely want to make sure it is not massive, I guess would be the best way to put it, <laughs> is what they are saying. You know, they, they want something a little bit more discreet. Dainty. Yes. You know, something that may not necessarily look like a gigantic dong with a huge set of balls hanging off of it. That may be your thing, but, you know, you, you may get flagged on that one. Uh, very similarly, petite size. You want some, I mean, they make such a good variety of toys now when it mm. comes to their power and the textures and the things that you're going mm-hmm. to enjoy. So you can get a smaller thing and probably have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and thinking about your surroundings, they call it erotic opportunities. You know, where are you going to use this toy and is it feasible? If not, you may want to get something a little bit simpler or maybe even get something on site. You know, get something in the city that you are flying to, if it's possible. Well, then what do you do? You just leave it in the hotel room when you're done with it or do you take it back? Well, you can't take it back. I mean, you'll I mean, they'll they'll smell it. I mean, really? Don't smell it. Oh, <laughs> God, the dogs will be all over you. Right. We, we can't oh. have that. Could you leave a sex toy? It's bound to become a picture online where mm-hmm. you have this 10-inch monster dildo suction cupped to the bathroom the or the shower <laughs> door. And, you know, you know the staff is going to take a picture of that, and then it becomes a thing. And then you could be like, hey, that was That's my hotel mine. room. <laughs> There was a radio show back in the early 2000s when being a shock jock was still something uh, very popular. And they would recommend that people put dirty magazines in between the mattress and box spring of hotel rooms. So I would imagine you could do that with a toy as well, but please clean it first. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Put it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's only kind. But... The reason I actually bring this article to the show, it is fairly simple. If you put any thought, any critical thinking skills into traveling with sex toys, you're going to figure all this out. But what I recommend, the reason I bring this up, is bring it on your carry-on. If I had a dollar for every Twitter or social media post that I have seen when It comes to especially adult performers who travel for their job saying that it seems like I don't want to lay blame, but it Mm. really seems like TSA has taken their toys. And some of these toys are not cheap. There could be hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of toys that have been taken that were clearly in their bag when they packed it and is not there when they get to their destination. So it's almost like, are they doing it out of spite? Are they just hoarding them to have like jousting matches later? That's possible. Or, or they're just like, Oh my God, I know who this is. I'm going to take your dildo because why wouldn't I? Cause I'm a sneaky little shit. That is very true. I never thought about that. But I would highly recommend having it in your carry-on. One, 
It's less likely to be stolen. It's le- you're less likely to have an issue with it turning on and not being able to turn it off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if someone decides to make a spectacle of it when they're like, there's something in here. Cause you always have those people at TSA. Like there's something in your bag. Is this your bag? We got to inspect it. Is it going to, uh, injure me <laughs> stuff like that? You'd be like, damn right. It it's going to injure you. Put it back on them because there are some that will get embarrassed and leave it alone. But you mm-hmm. may have the ones that feel the need to put on a show And that's when you say at not necessarily a significant volume, but at some volume where you go, you are holding my dildo. You are holding my vibrator and just watch all the heads turn and look at them and watch them put it back in your bag and away you go. Put it back on (laughs) them. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Put it in your carry on and if they choose to make it a thing, then really make it a thing. Now, I will say this whole conversation, you have made it seem very female focused. Right. Whereas what about our, our gentlemen, our, our others? That is a very good point. You know, there's a whole lot of other devices and fun things that could be traveled with. You are not wrong. And I feel the same way about it. I almost feel like men kind of going back to the sexology article probably (laughs) wouldn't have nearly the issue traveling with sex toys. Because I think most men that work in bag inspection, I'm trying to be so vague it's going to be a man. And they're going to think that this is a woman's toy. You know, this is a woman's mm. thing, which if it were to be a guy, like if it was like, yeah, that's my bag. And <laughs> like, Oh, you can just go. Never mind. You know, if they, if they think Never that they're mind. going to be that hyper masculine overseer to a woman and be <laughs> very goes, dominant. Sorry, sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost feel like women have a bigger issue with this than and- men. But I'm sure men may have this issue, but the advice is still the same. Mm. Make it a thing. Make it a thing. Put them on the spot. Don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. I know. Well, because. That's why you take it and be like, this is my dildo and just brandish it at him. Right. Well, but then he may think you're trying to injure him. Are you threatening me? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, put the dildo down. Put it down. No. (laughs) I will shake it at you. (laughs) Yeah. So have some fun with it. Show your comedic creativity in the moment, but don't go over the top. But yeah, I, I truly think the more you try to put it in your check luggage, the greater the chance of it being gone and it's also a good idea whenever you travel sex toy or not take a picture of what's in your luggage before Mm -hmm. before you take it to the airport so if you do have an issue go hey this is what my bag looked like when i left my city and this is what it looked like when i got to the next city so why is my 200 hundred dollar dong missing right 
How dare you take my double digit dong? Oh. Dong stealers. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Dong thievery. Oh, <laughs> There's nothing the worse. Worst. Nothing worse than dong thievery. No. <laughs> and that's one to grow on, dear listeners. Mm. <laughs> Madeline Ray, are you ready to hear about my interview? Yeah, I would love to hear about your interview. Oh, that is very sweet of you. My interview is with the incredible award-winning feature dancer, Phoenix Fires. Thank you so much to Rick's Cabaret, 9th and Liberty, downtown Pittsburgh, for the opportunity to speak with her. You will hear me talk about this in the interview, but I feel the need to make it part of the lead-in as well. Phoenix Fires was one of the first interviews that I have ever done. It was so long ago that you can't <gasps> listen to it <laughs> because Apple only allows so many episodes of your show at one time. Okay. I have made so many episodes you can't hear it. She was like pre 100 oh, man. in my episodes and I met her. I watched her show. We did the interview. It was amazing. And then she kind of went away. Mm -hmm. And I never like reaching out to people to see what happened. I feel creepy <laughs> when that happens. Okay. But, but I liked her so much that I've always, even to before this interview, I'm like, I really wonder what happened to her. So when I saw that she was coming to Pittsburgh, I was elated. She remembered me, and we had a very fun interview. It was really nice to reconnect with her. Her stage show has evolved and has really moved forward in a very creative way. We talk about one of her themes in the interview, and it is absolutely fantastic. But it truly was so nice to reconnect with her. If she comes to a city near you and a club within that city, find her. Please go and watch the show and support her. She is so nice and puts on a, a whale of a show and is absolutely stunning, may I say. But just a truly creative show putter on her. Is that a good way to put it? It is. Okay. That's excellent. Yeah. She is a fabulous featured answer, and I know that you are not only going to enjoy the interview you are about to hear, but if you get to see her show, you are going to love it. And she is traveling a lot this year, so you have an opportunity to check her out. So please do. And another person that the listeners should check out via your store and content is you, Madeline Ray. Where can <gasps> people find these things to enjoy you by i'm all over the place hey. you're in my dreams i'm in your dreams i'm on the internet mind blown. yeah oh my goodness talk about multitasking but yes if you so desire to seek me out you may find me on the tweeter at madeline ray i have a website madeline and i 
actually just opened up a new fan page over at Loyal Fans. So I'm hoping to get back into the whole like more one-on-one interactions with people. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. I am an enjoyer of Loyal Fans. I've had the opportunity to meet a number of their creators and some of the people behind the scenes, and they are all amazing. So I'm glad to hear that you've moved in that direction. I did. I moved right on in. Yeah, you've added that to your repertoire. I know. Oh, so much. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you spell repertoire? Ooh, ooh, ooh. R-E-P-T-O-I-R-E? I have no idea. That's why I'm asking. Wow. <laughs> I think I, mi- I, think I, mess I think you miss. You miss an I. It, yeah. No. R-E-P-I or is it E? See, yeah. That's, when, yeah. I, <laughs> when I it's use the that, French. Yeah, oh. oh, how dare they? <laughs> Whenever I spell it as part of like interview questions, it is different yeah. every time, but I spell <laughs> it very phonetically so I know exactly. There's a, there's a W in it. It's all kind of things. Now, for people... Who are seeking me out? A shame on mm. you! You should be ashamed. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get him. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at the Dick Dangle, Dangling After Dark on Instagram, DanglingAfterDark.com is the website. And if you want to email me, Dick at DanglingAfterDark.com, you know where to find me to listen to me because you're listening right now. So at some point in the near future, when I'm not working. So damn much. I'm going to expand. We're going to make it happen. Just be patient, please. That's all I ask. We're expanding? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'll be good expansion, I promise. Boink. Crazy. (laughs) It'll be like the bulbous end of a coat rack expansion. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 So, dear listeners, please enjoy my interview with phoenix fires and thank you one and all for listening to this episode please take care of yourselves and the people around you pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like madeline ray and all of the amazing guests that you have heard on this show find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can be aware and beware of how you process your sexy dreams and what you do with said coat racks. Ladies, be careful of what you are doing to your men. <laughs> oh, that that eye roll was audible. <laughs> I think it popped out of my eye socket, honestly. There's just that bloop. You actually saw your brain stem with I that did. I did. Travel with sex toys and use that dildo as a microphone as you make fun of the TSA agent. And, of course, dangle on. Wonderful. (laughs) No, you are. No, you are. No, you are. (laughs) Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming back. Hi, this is Angela Summers, and you're dangling after dark with Dick Dangle. Mm, He's recovered and ready to go again. 
Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. Welcome back to Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle. I'm here at Rick's Cabaret in downtown Pittsburgh, and I haven't been this excited to bring a return guest to the show in a very long time. She's a highly decorated feature dancer, and after a short break, has returned to dominate the stage and make you a fan for life. And the feature circuit is almost as excited as I am with ExoticDancer.com naming her Miss April for 2023. I cannot be happier to reconnect and bring back to Pervert Nation the beautiful Phoenix Fires. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for agreeing to come back on. Absolutely. It's been a while. It has been a while. (laughs) So before we get started... Let's tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media. Um, I'm Phoenix Fires pretty much on all of my apps and all of my social media. It's Phoenix, P-H-O-E-N-I-X, and Fires is spelled P-H-I-R-E-S. Love that. Still love that. (laughs) Alliteration. Yes. (laughs) Now, to let the listeners know, I first interviewed you in October of 2016 which is almost seven years. And you were one of my first interview guests when I started doing interviews out of the clubs. And it's so far back that you can't listen to it because <laughs> Apple puts a limit on how many, inter- how many episodes you can have out. And you were on episode 99. Oh, wow. That was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to? No, kidding. Um, <laughs> so... If you don't mind telling the listeners, what has led to your feature dancing return? Um, So I featured for probably like six years, I think, somewhere around there. And then I took a little hiatus. I would have taken a break right after that interview then. I think it was like 2016, 2017 was about the time I like said I was going to step away from the industry. And then... Um, very shortly after I quit, I did miss it and I wanted to come back, but then like I moved to Maryland and I was going through some life changes Mm. and then COVID happened. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) And then I was like, what do I do? Do I go back? Like, is it like, you know, the industry was, had a weird time, so I wasn't sure when I should come back. And then finally, like things started coming together, um, this past year or last year and I made the decision to come back in like October, and then I finally committed to it in November, and here we are. Very nice. It was very strange because we, I don't want to say we had a connection, but we kind of clicked <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, from the first time we met, and then you were gone, and I couldn't find you. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm like, what happened? And I don't like to ask, even though it's a fairly tight-knit community, I don't like to ask other feature dancers what happened to people, because I don't want to be that guy, because it might come off kind of creepy, so yeah. you were just that person that was like, oh, one moment, and gone. <laughs> but when when I heard you were coming back, I was so excited. I actually told the GM of Rick's, like, you are going to love her. She Aww. is awesome. So I'm, I'm so glad that you did return. When it comes to returning... Did you talk to anybody about it? Because not necessarily the game has changed so much that you couldn't adapt to it, but there is a different feel 
to it now. Yeah, I did. Um, I reached out to one of my old A-team pals, <laughs> uh, Lacey Rain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the I hurricane. You, I, remember you, I don't know if you remember the A-team, but there was four of us that we would like travel together. They kind of... Oh, okay. So Christina Gucci was like kind of my mentor. She, we both lived in Louisiana. She was kind of helping me as I was up and becoming a feature. And then Lacey Rain and Simone Lana, Dana Lestris um, as well. We were kind of like the little group that mm-hmm. we all like competed together. And then we got booked a couple of times, all four of us. So we were like the little A team. Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, Lacey Rain was the only one still kind of featuring when I was ready to come back. So I reached out to her and was like, Hey, tell me about the industry. Like, what do I need to know? (laughs) She was actually in Pittsburgh not all that long ago, and I was out of town when she came in, and I was so upset because I I adore her as well. Yes. Now, besides myself, did you have a lot of fans very excited that you were coming back? Because you have hit the circuit pretty hard in your return and you have a lot of dates coming up (laughs) yes um i've already had people like drive out to certain clubs to see me and like get autographs and dances and stuff so that was like surprising but also cool (laughs) yeah oh i'm sure has your approach to the career changed um (laughs) i guess kind of because you know, back then I was a little party animal in my early 20s. Okay. <laughs> um, still party, but not maybe quite as hard. <laughs> okay. A responsible party. Yeah. Like an adult. Yeah. And I also, I guess, um, so about the time I was like finishing up my future career originally, I was doing aerial silks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I was still kind of new to it. During the the six or seven year hiatus I was away, I became an aerial instructor. Like Mm. I became really focused on that. So now when I'm performing, I like to be a little more clear headed because I do a lot of acrobatics and aerial silks and it takes a little more focus for me. And within that, broadening that part of your act, have you brought anything else new into it? Because you've always done fire and things like that have you brought any new elements into oh, your aside tour? from aerials like aerial six i've just really progressed on so that's okay. my my i'm like way better at it now than i was so that's really cool and um fire i've always done but i have new fire props that i didn't use before so mm. different elements of fire like there's such a wide variety of things i can do now with fire besides just like one or two things okay so when it comes to taking that break, I'm sure it allowed your body to heal, but how difficult was it to get your body used to being on the road again? Because it's so physical to be a feature. Yeah, that is um, an adjustment I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm used to, like, the physical labor of, of, like, doing acrobatics now, but, like, traveling is a whole nother thing. <laughs> right. So we're still trying to find the balance of, like, When's the best time to have my flights? Because sometimes, like, leaving straight from the club and going to the airport is not ideal. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of features do that. And I, I don't know how. Yeah. It, it just blows my mind. It's a lot. <laughs> Are you able to sleep on a plane? Kind of, yeah, if I'm tired enough, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. It's... I slept in the airport on the way up here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> my flight got delayed by, like, an hour. And I was pretty tired because I got up early. So I was just, like, waiting at the gate. And then I kind of dozed off and I sat up and was like oh no (laughs) oh that has to be the worst feeling (laughs) 
Now, when it comes to the aerial silks, I'm sure there is that part of you that can really connect with the people that you're teaching because it takes a while, I would imagine, to trust the element where you're doing like you're kind of spinning out of it or you're doing almost like a pull work where you're kind of sliding down the pole and coming to a quick stop. There's that. <laughs> and, and you have to have that moment of trust in what you're doing. And I'm sure when you see that in the people you're teaching, you're like, eh, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One of the coolest things about teaching is like watching the students progress to like watching them on day one, like struggling with something. And then like weeks later they get it for the first time and they're so excited. And that's, mm such a cool feeling to be like yeah i got them there like that's awesome <laughs> yeah when it comes to the people that you teach is it people who want to get into feature dancing is it people who want to get into performance like what are the different um, reasons for them being so in where it? i was i was i am from louisiana but i lived in maryland for about six years while i was on my little hiatus and there okay. was a studio out there that i taught at and um it was more just like a lot, it just kind of depended. Like some of the students that came, they were interested in becoming performers. Um, some of them, like that was just their way to exercise without having to go to the gym. So everyone has like a wide variety of goals. Yeah. It was like some people just want to work out, but they want to have fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a difficult thing to yeah. make workouts fun. Mm -hmm. Now, you uh, competed at the Elite Championship in at expose in san diego in february how did the event go it was wonderful that was my first time being at that club and the whole experience was was really nice like from like receiving a, an actual golden ticket in the mail it was like charlie and the chocolate That's factory cool. so, like an actual golden ticket yeah. as an invite in the mail <laughs> all the way up to the event like everything was lovely they took really good care of us there were you more nervous for that one because you were returning or the early competitions that you did when you first began? Um, <laughs> I actually was not super nervous for some reason. Like, I felt pretty comfortable. I think just because I was just coming back in, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I didn't really know any of the girls except for Justice mm -hmm. and Natasha Nova. So aside from that, like, I didn't know what I was up against. So I had no reason to be nervous because I was like, we're going to do what we can do. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Did any of them know prior that you were going to be there? Like, how many people in the industry really knew? Because I'm sure a lot, it's a fairly tight-knit community, and I'm sure a lot were very excited to see you back in yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, after I started... Well, after I contacted my agent in October, November, and um, officially made the comeback, uh, Exotic Dancer had, like, kind of sent out an ad for me and stuff, and, like, we were getting people to see that I was coming back. So mm. I think a lot of people knew. Okay. <laughs> but that was, like, a really, like, the event really was, like, send it home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Once all the pictures came out. Yeah. So I did a quick printout of some of the places that you are going to be through the summer, and you are traveling a <laughs> lot. We have Louisiana, Florida, Alabama, Texas, California, Indiana, another Alabama, uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, Missouri, Illinois. What made you decide to really attack it again? Because um. I'm sure it would have been easy to just kind of mosey into it <laughs> okay so i don't know i just 
I've always been very passionate about what I do. I love performing. I love putting together shows, like coming up with a theme and like coming up with all these little ideas of what I can do in the show. Like very passionate about it. And um, during COVID, <laughs> I randomly decided I was going to work for the post office. <laughs> Okay. And uh, like it was cool and all, but it, there was no passion there. <laughs> um, it was like killing my creativeness a little mm, bit. Okay. And um, that was, I finally hit a point where I was like, I need to do something that I love to do. And like, I want to be creative and I want to build the things. And that was like, I made the decision to come back into featuring and I. I'm so passionate about it. I just kind of leaped into it. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Full force. It was yeah. like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think you need to do a video blog of it. Okay. You know, going just after a month, you sit down and you talk about the cities you've been to and the clubs and, cool. you know, the yeah. stories that you have from it. I think it'd be a really neat snapshot for people to understand the business and career of it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about doing something? No, like I have not. I thought about doing like some more, I've started trying to get into the social media, like TikTok style reels, those kind of things. And mm -hmm. I was like, I should do like a day in the life of, cause that, I feel like that would be an interesting, like what my travel days look like, what my time during the week before bookings look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. That might be a thought. We'll we'll, we'll talk afterwards. Okay. <laughs> now, without giving too much away, I'm sure you have updated your your routines. Can you tell the listeners one of the favorite ones that you have now? What character are you? Oh, my brand new show that I just debuted at the Exotic Dancer Invitational mm -hmm. competition. Um, it's Wednesday Adams. Oh, cool. <laughs> I had some help from um, my friend Saki. He's a, a photographer in the industry. Mm. And he helped me. We built a guillotine. Oh, wow. And I took some dolls and I chopped their heads off on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> I won most original show. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, for sure. That was great. <laughs> oh, did you bring it with you here? I did not. It's <sighs> not fly friendly yet. I was wondering. Um, I had to drive. I'm working on making it collapsible. It's going to happen. But okay. for right now, she has to go in a car. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, it was so fantastic. fun. <laughs> <laughs> With social media being what it is mm -hmm. when it comes to either uh, them loving what traffic adult content brings to them but hating it because they need to feel like they hate it right how has your approach to it been because i'm sure it's kind of difficult to post for you um it's incredibly difficult and i've done such a great job i personally feel like about posting things that don't show too much of anything like full costume like just doing aerials where i'm like in a bodysuit kind of thing mm -hmm. but there's like this option on instagram where it shows like your reach and stuff and it'll okay. tell you if you're shadow banned for any reason if you're like showing too much skin etc okay and they literally have it listed on there that i don't violate any guidelines i don't show nudity however they have said that they are shadow banning me because of the fact that I work in the sex industry. Of course. They strictly say it on there, like, you promote this, so we're not going to share your stuff. And I'm like, I'm following all the rules. Right. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a struggle. 
I'm trying to like push it through other platforms that are a little more open and like I use Clapper a lot. So I'm like, hey guys, go share my Instagram, please. You're right. (laughs) I hate to sound old. Okay. What is Clapper? Um, so <laughs> I have to say, I don't know very much. <laughs> I don't know very much about OnlyFans. Okay. Okay. I don't know a lot. I have an OnlyFans. I was going to ask used, about it. Haven't used it. Okay. There's nothing on there. Okay. Um, from what I've heard, it's similar to OnlyFans. It's mm. like an app you can get on. You can go live. People can tip you. Okay. Um, there's rules about going live for the general public. You can't show nudity, but like... You know, we get on and you can twerk and like do pole tricks and stuff like that. And people can tip you. And there's also the option to make your room private. So only the top 40 tippers are allowed to stay in your room once you go private. So you get them tipping you and you say, I'm going to close the room. You want to make sure you're in the top 40 and they tip and they tip and you close it. And then you can do a private show. You can get naked, do whatever you want. Okay. So I kind of like, I had somebody walk me through the process of Clapper is why I'm using it because I had someone show me. I'm like, everyone's like, you need to get on OnlyFans. I'm like, I don't know how to do OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's not my thing. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, because when a lot of people hear OnlyFans, especially when it comes to the listeners of this podcast, they think it's sexual. They think, you know, it's, it's something a little bit more overt right you know, but it doesn't have to be but correct and same with clapper like some people use clapper to do porn but you don't have to like sometimes i get on and i just do my feature show in my living room and oh, they love okay. that yeah <laughs> i set off the smoke alarm sometimes but <laughs> they love that too <laughs> they think that's funny so it's a good time <laughs> so before we get to the last thing what does the future hold for you is it basically continuing this circuit are you going to try and broaden your reach by doing other things do you have other projects in the works do you have any competitions coming up um i have two competitions coming up i'm doing the edi east coast Mm. and the following week i'm also competing in the monroe's tournament at um in west palm beach okay so that's kind of my goals at the moment i'm working towards that and just trying to get more bookings so yeah making it well known that i'm back (laughs) yes oh once people hear this they're gonna flock to you and request you in all of the clubs everywhere uh because you are just as delightful as you were the first time we met which that's how i kind of want to end this are you ready yes I have an extremely oh, blurry photo wow. <laughs> from when we first met, and uh, wow, <laughs> you haven't aged. I wasn't even red in that one. When I first started, I had like the fire engine red hair. Yes, it's like I was like this color when mm. <laughs> around that time. You haven't aged a second. Oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> like as, as I sit here and compare, it's like that's so unfair. Thank you. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So when you see the younger you. <laughs> Let's let's give advice to that younger you. What do you what would be the first thing you'd be what, that you would say to her? I don't quit featuring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An absolutely perfect way to end this. So, one more time, tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media. Um, on uh, any social media is Phoenix Fire, so it's P H O E N I X. Fires is P H I R E S. Everything is. One word with the exception of Twitter, because someone stole my handle. So Twitter, there's an underscore. How does, be- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there has to be an underscore between my name. 
Twitter. Is That's so horrible. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an absolute pleasure to see you again. I can't wait to watch you on stage, and hopefully this leads to many more interviews down the road. Thank you so much. <laughs>